Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the third and final hour today of the Live with Ranch. Oh, man, this show has just been rocking and rolling. It's gone by, the first two hours has gone by very, very quickly. More than 70% of Americans say the United States is on the wrong track under Joe Biden, according to a recent NBC news poll. So it's probably more like 90%. But it's obvious. It's just take politics out and see where we're at today with the with the inflation and gas prices and everything is just so, so difficult. I mean, the cost of things these days are... It's not slowing down. And, and you know what's frightening people? And I'm asking people who are in the biz. So I'm asking car sales, uh, people who uh, sell cars. I'm asking grocery people. I'm asking all kinds of people that I run into, do they believe the prices will ever retreat? And most of them think, no, they're they're here to stay. Now, I would hope competition comes in at some point and brings these prices back down. But wow, I mean, you, we're seeing 25%. Like I said, there's no 4 or 7 or 8% inflation. I, it's 15, 20, 25%. Now, if we were to calculate inflation as we did in 1982, we would be over 15% as of last, last inflation number, which was, I think, 7.9%. I just, this last week, my wife and I were out shopping in a product that we just bought the week before up 25%. 25%. So things are not going well at all question i didn't address this yesterday because i didn't think it was such a big deal i don't watch the oscars i don't care about a bunch of rich pampered bodyguarded people talking about each other and giving each other praise didn't care but for some reason this um violent, violent act by Will. Did you know he was such a violent guy? And it's always interesting, the violent guys who have big, huge body cards around them. They're the violent ones, right? Uh, anyway, this violent act by him seems to be taking everything by storm. When I look at the video, I finally broke down and looked at it yesterday afternoon. To me, it looked like it was fake. To me, it looked like it was... Uh, like you would see in the movies, but just not as good as in the movies. I, I, and I don't know. I'm more interested in everybody's take of it. And how everybody is taken aback from it. Do you guys think it was fake? Here's the interesting part. Do they show any slow-mo pictures of his hand actually hitting his face? Chris Rock's face. I've not seen one. There may be one. Oh, talking about pictures, there's somebody who sent me a YouTube video, and it appears there was James Craig kneeling with a bunch of other uh, police. So certainly in my next interview, if I remember, 
And I would invite any of you to remind me, as soon as I start interviewing again, shoot me off an email in case I forget, uh, that uh, I wanted him to address what happened. Maybe that was in the beginning until he found out who they really were or whatever. I, I don't really care. So it appears there may be a video out there of him doing it. It looked like it. I actually couldn't tell from the video itself. I had to ask several people who sent it to me to please point out to me which one he is, and then they sent slow-mo pictures of it. What reminded me of Carl. Carl, this is very nice. Carl's from Plainwell, Michigan. He writes, Rank, thanks for having Craig on your show. Having you interview these candidates is the best way to see, quote, what they are all about, end quote. Our Michigan press will not do the interview as well as you. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I try to be fair to all of them. I don't leave anything out, just as I didn't, as you noticed with uh, James Craig this morning in addressing the uh, campaign manager leaving, the second one. So that's I was looking at that as I was uh, speaking about this other issue and came up with the, the video. Now, go. let's go back to what I was saying. Do any of you... Think it was real or fake? I looks fake to me. But what's interesting is his son, Jaden Smith, responded to his dad's violent act on the stage, tweeting, quote, and that's how we do it. End quote. Again, a bodyguard protected little boy who, well, he may be a little man right now, but he's, he's not big. Well, he talks a tough game, isn't it? Is that what dad taught you? Is that what Will, who came up and cried? Now, remember, they're all actors. I want to be part of the love, not the hate. Remember, they're actors. He's a very good actor at that. A very good actor. Talented person apparently has a problem with anger because so I saw it. Plus someone emailed it to me uh, eight years, 10 years ago. He slapped some reporter. What's up with the slap? Is that very manly, Will, slapping people? It's kind of uh, feminine, isn't it? His, his, uh, his anger, his outburst, his hostility is more feminine. Well, I guess it's better, I don't know, is an open-handed slap Better than a fist? Kelly writes, why would Chris agree to be slapped? What would he get from this? He looked shocked to me. I, I just read a headline, Kelly. His, uh, his concerts are booked now. All his tickets sold out on his upcoming, uh, not concerts, but uh, gigs. That's, <laughs> let me see if I can find that. That's what he'd get out of it, perhaps. Where did I see that? It was somewhere where it was talking about. It was um, here. Chris Rock's ticket sales surge. Perhaps that's what he would get out of it. Bloomberg's reporting. Chris Rock's comedy tour sales surged, according to ticket reseller TickPick, after the comedian slapping by Will Smith on the Oscar stage drew global attention. I, it may not be. It may be real. Everybody seems to believe it's real. I'm just saying it to me, it looked fake. And I've yet to see a slow-mo of his hand actually touching his face. So perhaps Chris Rock didn't even know that he was doing this. Will did it for whatever reason. And now his son says, that's how we do it with 
big, beefy bodyguards behind in front of us, too. Well, yeah, I guess the host, hostile, violent uh, person doesn't fall from far from the tree, huh? I just thought that would be a little bit of uh, fun to, to play with. What's this? President... Wait, no. The seat of Joe Biden's Department of Health and Human Services requested $5 million for implicit bias training for health care providers. So all of you health care providers, you're going to have to go through, quote, reduce and uh, to training to, quote, reduce and prevent implicit bias, racism and discrimination in maternity care settings and to advance respectful, cultural, congruent trauma-informed care via implicit training, end quote. Now, these, this is Biden's budget. They never get passed as is. But still, Joe Biden and the Democrat Party believe that all of you, or a good portion of you, who went into health care to help people, only went into health care to help people who are the same color as you. I would assume that's the same as black would only help black people, I guess. How insulting these people are. And then those, the community sits there. Thank you, sir. May I have another one? And elects them again. So Biden and the Democrats believe you men and women in healthcare are racist. Racist, bigoted pigs. With your implicit bias. Quote, they believe People in healthcare, Joe Biden and the Democrats believe that you are, you have implicit bias, you're racist, and you have discrimination, particularly in the maternity care setting. And you're not respectful. You're not culturally congruent to people who come in with a different color than you or is a different color than you. That's sad that they think that, isn't it? I saw this headline. It has nothing to do with anything, but you'll get the tie-in. Hold on. Harvard grad said she was forced to wear diaper, suck on pacifier, have sex with strangers by her alleged sex cult leader. Well, we now know via AOC that a Boston University diploma means squat. Now it appears that a Harvard uh, degree... May need squat also. You got a prominent woman who doesn't know how to define woman because she's not a biologist. According to her, you have to be a biologist to determine the sex of someone. The reason I'm bringing this up is this. The sex cult leader who made her, this Harvard grad who made her wear a diaper, suck on a pacifier and have sex with strangers is up on charges now of sex trafficking, obtaining forced labor, forced labor trafficking, in addition to several other serious offenses, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. If convicted, this guy, Ray, could face life in prison. I'm being told that he's requesting to have this uh, Judge Katanja Brown-Jackson as her judge, as his judge, because he's thinking he'd get mm, six months maybe. There is the tie-in. Did you get it? But um, boom, two six nine four four one nine five nine five. Lines are open. We'll be right back after this. 
You're listening to Live with Rank. Well, Ringo, you're wrong. It does come easy if you're a, a p- person who consumes child pornography and you're in front of the nominee by Joe Biden for the next uh, Democrat, excuse me, next Supreme Court seat. More than likely, she's going to get it, too. Double agent warns Whitmer kidnapper suspects, I could hurt you if I testify. This is the train wreck, which appears to be this whole case. An undercover FBI informant, and this is the one I told you about in the past, who was fired from the kidnap plot investigation, has a warning for the men now on trial who don't want me to testify in your case. Now, he wants their defense attorney say, yes, we do. Yes, we do. His name is Steve Robeson, a Wisconsin man dubbed by prosecutors as a double agent for allegedly helping the Whitmer kidnap plotters pursue their plan when he was supposed to be investigating them. So this is someone that the FBI chose to be their informant. And then they fired him, they said, because he became a double agent. The defense wants him to testify. The prosecutors don't want him to testify. Well, why wouldn't you want him to testify as a prosecutor? What are you hiding? Quote, if he is forced to testify and if he is denied his Fifth Amendment rights, anything he says could be used against him, end quote, is his lawyer. That's what his lawyer's saying. His lawyer's also saying that he could end up hurting the defendants. Quote, if forced forced to testify, Mr. Robeson could well testify that the defendants were very predisposed to commit the crimes with which they are charged. Such testimony would be consistent with the government's allegation that Mr. Robeson actually assisted the conspirators, end quote. It's just a circus. And it all started with having more FBI agents and paid informants and informants than it appears there were conspirators. Now, there's two pieces that I wrote this morning. I haven't got into it. You should check them out at WBCKFM.com. One is Flint water crisis. Michigan Court of Appeals has ruled against Attorney General. Did you know this was still out there rearing its ugly, ugly head? Last Thursday, the Michigan Court of Appeals has ruled against Michigan Attorney General's Dana Nessel in the Flint water case. Why? Nessel wanted to disregard a central tenet of our law, and that's the attorney-client privilege and make millions of documents available to our office in the prosecution of the former Department of Health and Human Services Director Nick Lyon. The Free Press reported it this way, quote, an appeals court recently denied the Michigan Attorney General's request to overturn a lower court's decision tied to the Flint water prosecution of the state's former health department director. It's another blow to the state's efforts to prosecute anyone in relation to Flint's lead-poisoned water and his potential to delay criminal trials for years while costing taxpayers millions of dollars. The Michigan Court of Appeals ruled against the Attorney General on Thursday, declining to take up the office's request to overturn a decision from the Seventh Circuit Court in Flint, directing the state to use a so-called taint team, quote-unquote, in the prosecution of former Department of Health and Human Services Director Nick Lyon, a taint team, a taint 
team is described as, quote, an independent group of attorneys or other experts to review documents for information potentially covered by attorney-client privilege, end quote. That's what they're trying to overturn. They're saying, Dana Nelson saying, there's just too many documents there. It'll cost us too much money and time. So please get rid of client attorney privilege. I would say then we want to say, see every single document ever produced by your attorney general's office. So you can also give up attorney client privilege, not just on this case, any case. Now, here's the interesting part. Attorney General Dana Nessel was made well aware that her protectors or prosecutors had privileged documents, documents they were not supposed to have. The emails back in April 2021, I have actual link to the email. So check out that piece. It's very interesting. You should read those emails I have linked to. Those are very interesting themselves. But despite these warnings, A.G. Nessel failed to take any corrective action at all. Last November, even M. Live reported that Genesee Circuit Judge Elizabeth Kelly ruled that the Michigan Attorney General's team must use a taint team to filter out any attorney-client privilege documents before they are used in cases against nine individuals charged with crimes tied to the cases. End quote. Now, will she follow the law? She has in the, in the past for the last year now. Why would she now? Now, here's another little bit. I always try to bring you another little bit of interesting uh, news that I found in this. And I was able to connect the dots. And that's this. Dave Boucher, the author of the Detroit Free Press article, that's the same guy I told you about last week who admitted in his questioning of Governor Whitmer that there is and was a lockdown, but then tried to tell us last week or the week before that there was no real lockdown per se. But I have the quotes in that piece I wrote and published last week of him talking about a lockdown with the governor. Same guy. In his piece, he wrote that it would take a team of 100 lawyers two years and, quote, more than $38 million to review all the documents in the case, end quote. Well, what Dave is not telling you is that estimate of 100 lawyers, two years, and $38 million came from A.G. Dana Nelson's former business partner, Chris Kessel, who was hired by the state for this case. Well, isn't that interesting? How does Dave in the Detroit Free Press puts it? Ah, just some guy. I don't know who he is. Some guy who's saying it's going to cost 38 million, 100 lawyers in two years. It's just, I don't know, some guy, Chris, Chris, Chris something. I, I can't remember his name. Yeah, that's it. When we find out it's Dana's former business partner. So check that out. Also, MSU professor would flunk himself in his own class. That's right. That's the title of a piece I wrote this morning. We'll get into that and take your phone calls coming up after this. 269-441-9595. You're listening to The Live with Rank Show. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Live with Rank Show. 
I was pointing you to an article I published this morning, Flint Water Case, Michigan Court of Appeal Rules Against Attorney General. Check it out. Click on that link that takes you to the emails. Those are interesting. You may find those interesting to read. And the other piece I will get to eventually is MSU professor would flunk himself in his own class. I I think. Maybe. Let's go to the phone lines and uh, Battle Creek area. Roy. Good morning, Roy. Welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning, Rank. Just, just a quick observation I made. Um, when Judge Katanji Jackson was asked to define a woman, the, the first and only response she gave was, I'm not a biologist. Well, to me, that implies that the answer is biology-based and not based on, you know, how you identify at any particular moment. So I haven't heard that mentioned, but I think that's uh, that's a pretty good point that needs to be made. Well, no, very well put. Then if she's saying that, you know what? I am ashamed of myself. You bettered me in that one. That is something that I should have known. Put two to two together. You are right. If she's going to claim that I'm not a biologist, you are exactly right. That means she's giving deference to science and science would rule. The only problem, though, is did you hear me? Was it yesterday? I can't remember if it was yesterday or last Friday uh, that there are group. No, it was yesterday. There are groups out there now. Uh, yeah, I talked about that woman from Barnard College uh, who was an all-woman hate-men school out in the East Coast. And she is a professor of, uh, I don't know, something to do with gender bender, whatever uh, it, it is. And uh, she said that it's that was wrong of her to throw it to science. It's not science. What a the sex of a oh. woman is, it has nothing to do with science in biology, which I thought was pretty uh, interesting. And again, uh, something I noted yesterday, Rob, Roy, excuse me, is that they never talk about, and in the articles I saw yesterday and through the weekend about this, about men and defining men. It's always women can't be defined, but men can. And I, and I don't get that. So who knows? Right. Well, it's it's I think more that men are trying to participate in you know women's sports and that kind of a thing so that's why they're getting to that definition more yeah it could be all right right good point very good point thank Thanks you for calling in with that i appreciate that 269-441-9595 the other piece i had fun with uh this morning was or i published it this morning is this msu professor would flunk himself in his own class so here's the question. When the score is 146 to 11, which team usually wins? 146 to 11, which team usually wins? Now, you would think the team with 146 points, would you not? Not in the world of a Michigan State University professor who won't let a slight difference of 135 get in his agenda's way. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about school choice. 
specifically the Let Michigan Kids Learn program. You know that program where people who may have some extra money want to donate to a fund that will pay people who don't have extra money, give them funds to pay for tutors, to pay for books, to pay for transportation, perhaps to pay for help pay for private school, but it's private money. And all they're asking for is, hey, why don't we give these guys a tax break if they are to give for such a worthy cause? Now, in my piece, I write a proposal, the Select Michigan Kids Learn program, a proposal which this professor states would create tax credits for donors, quote, who support, among other things, private school. See, I did that. Because Joe Biden does that. And now you guys think of me as presidential, right? You on the left who don't like me that much? Am I more presidential if I do this? A proposal in which this professor states would create tax credits for donors, quote, who support, among other things, private schools. Tuition modeled after school voucher programs across the country, end quote. It is not modeled after school voucher programs. They're throwing the school voucher program in there. He is showing his agenda by using that word voucher. Because people he knows will tie voucher, people who are not very informed to public money following a kid. And as I put in my piece, remember, this is private money, not tax or public dollars. And think about it. How awful it must be for someone to help a family of lower economic economic resources children go to a private school. That's just horrible, according to Josh Cowan. That's his name. They say, or he says, he's a professor of education policy at, at Michigan State University. In a March 21st op-ed published in Bridge Magazine, titled, quote, I study school choice, and DeVos plan would hurt Michigan, end quote. Does this anything about a DeVos plan? Again, they throw in DeVos because they're trigger words. They throw in voucher because they're trigger words for people who aren't that informed. But he wrote this. I've spent more than 15 years evaluating school choice all over the country and found both good and not so good results from choice programs nationwide. I'm not known for being an advocate for or against school choice. I say, let's do more of whatever works for kids, end quote. That's what he wrote. Well, the Michigan Capital Confidential reported on a nonprofit group called Ed Choice, and the link is there for you, which tracked 169 education choice studies and found 146 of them had a, quote, positive effect, end quote. And, quote, just 11 studies found it had a negative one, end quote. What those negative effects were, I don't know. There are so many more programs that made a positive effect. I did not bother to drill down into the negative ones. I did see one negative one that it had... It was really not even a negative. It was kind of a positive that they were talking about being a negative.
146 had a positive effect. 11 had a negative. That's where I get the difference of 135. For those of you who follow Common Core math, 146 minus 11 equals 135. Don't carry anything. Don't put marks over here. Don't draw things. Don't try to do apples. It's very simple. It's just 46 minus 35. Wait, right? You said it was 146 minus 135. Yeah, well, the 100 and the 100, you can just kind of forget and do the 46 minus. Anyways, forget about it. Let's get back to the point I'm trying to make. So I wrote this. So, Josh, you said something about whatever works for the kids. Do you guys believe him? He wrote, quote, these programs have generally been massively harmful to academic growth for poor children in places like Indiana, Ohio, Washington, D.C., and Louisiana, end quote. What Josh is trying to tell you, and mind you, as he says, he's not an advocate for or against them, but what he's trying to tell you is that paying for poor children to attend a private school is, quote, massively harmful, end quote, to the, quote, growth, end quote, of those, quote, poor children, end quote. That is what this professor at MSU, Josh Cowan, and I remind you, he's neither an advocate for or against school of choice. Voucher programs, and this has nothing to do with voucher. Why'd you use that word? DeVos, what, is this DeVos? Is, no, this has nothing to do with DeVos. Uh, why? Because they're helping fund it? So what? There's people, Soros is funding everything out there. Should I throw in Soros on everything? So no, but no, 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 no. He's not an advocate for, against, or for vouchers. DeVos, trigger words. No, no, not at all. But this guy who, quote, has been studying for 15 years, evaluating school choice programs all over the country, believes it is harmful, quote, massively harmful to the growth of poor children if you were to give them money to attend private school. You've got to be kidding me, Josh. It is. And MSU still has this person hired as a professor. Also, it's interesting that he attempts to trick people by writing, quote, let me Michigan kids learn is a proposal that packages several good ideas like support for tutoring, transportation, and after school programs. As an expert on school choice, I could easily get behind public spending on programs like those but not at the cost of investing in a failed idea, end quote. You're not investing in a failed idea. Josh, I'm not an advocate for or against school choice, Colin. It's private money. So what do you care? Oh, that's right. You do care because if wealthier people spend money on poor children to go to a private school that is a quote massively harmful growth to these poor children so then why are we giving out any scholarships to poor people to go to i don't know msu is that harming them is that massively harming them and did you get the trick, what I, what I said about the trick? Let Michigan Kids Learn is a proposal that packages several good ideas. This is a quote. 
like support for tutoring, transportation, and after-school programs. As an expert on school choice, I could easily get behind public spending on programs like this, but not at the cost of investing in a failed idea, end quote. Well, why does, quote, public spending, end quote, have to be part of it? Because he is a government man through and through and nothing can get in the way of the state. Well, Josh, as Democrat Senator from California, Feinstein would say, Josh, the dogma lives loudly within you. You're listening to Live with Rank. Some people want to do bad things with it. And some people want to do good things with it. Biden's signature legislation, the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, the largest, what's the word I'm looking for? It's now, it's now fallen out of my head. Slush fund in the world. The fund that the consensus of Economists now say caused the inflation, certainly the rapid inflation and the higher inflation that we have today. There may have been some coming out, but nothing like today. Allocated $350 billion, that's $3,500 million to assist cities and states. They say to get through, of get through quote, COVID-19 pandemic-related cost, end quote. Instead, they've used it on everything else. Broward County, Florida, used $140 million in America, American tax dollars that were supposed to be for COVID-related issues on a brand-new 29-story luxury hotel overlooking the Atlantic Ocean with 800 rooms and 11,000 square foot spa. They defended their use of the money to build the hotel. They use our COVID money to build this hotel that will be run, owned by the county, but run by a private management group. It says county officials changed course with cash. They initially earmarked to the hotel project, putting it in the country's, excuse me, the county's general fund to offset tax revenue losses a federally accepted use of the money. The money was then transferred back to the hotel project from the general fund. Quote, no federal funds will be used to pay any of the cost of developing the hotel project. The county has reviewed the treasury guidance and modified its use of the funds, end quote. Money is fungible. So they're just going to put that somewhere else and use that money to fund the hotel. Dutchess County, New York paid $12 million in COVID relief money to renovate a Yankees-affiliated minor league team's stadium. That is what was spent of the $1.9 trillion COVID-related issues. Massachusetts paid $5 million to pay off debts of the Edward M. Kennedy Institute for the U.S. Senate. They backed the use of that money, calling it, quote, completely and absolutely consistent with how Congress instructed us to spend the money. The Edward Kennedy Institute paying off its debts. 
Unbelievable. Oh, and tax filing showed that the Edward Kennedy Institute was operating in the red between 2015 to the tune of $27 million. $400 million to build new prisons in Alabama. Tens of millions of dollars for tourism marketing campaigns in Puerto Rico, Washington, D.C., Tucson, Arizona, Alexandria, Virginia. $6.6 million to replace an irrigation system at two golf courses in Colorado Springs. Is that where you thought that COVID money was going to? $5 million approved by Birmingham, Alabama to support the 2022 World Games. $2.5 million to hire new parking enforcement officers in Washington, D.C. $2 million to help the Potawatomi County, Iowa purchase a privately owned ski area. All from the Joe Biden and the Democrats COVID relief program. $1 million to pay off overdue child support in St. Louis. A city memo states the owing child support stops some people from looking for work because the overdue payments. So isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? St. Louis used a million dollars borrowed from future generations for COVID relief to pay off other deadbeat people, deadbeat dads and moms who aren't paying their child support. Don't you feel special? Do you feel nice? 300,000 to establish a museum in Worcester, Massachusetts, honoring a uh, Mayor Taylor, a famed black bicycle rider from the turn of the 20th century known as the Worcester Whirlwind, who died in 1932. $300,000 to honor a guy who died in 1932. This is sickening. Sickening, my friends. Not one Republican voted for this, just so you know. It passed with 100% Democrat votes. Sad. Very, very sad. Here's another sad part. One of the largest unions in North America has just agreed to pay $40,000 after a member alleged the union discriminated discriminated, I apologize, against her for her Catholic beliefs. The Laborers International Union of North America which has roughly 500,000 members, violated her Catholic beliefs. She's a Tennessee resident. She was required to be a member of the union when employed at the Blanchfield Army Community Hospital and claimed that her dues-funded pro-abortion advocacy. She requested she receive a waiver for paying the union dues, which she justified with a letter from her pastor. But the Laborers International Union of North America in Tennessee, denied the request. But not only that, the union council allegedly wrote a letter to frame the woman in response that questioned her beliefs and claimed her complaint, quote, does not appear well-founded in her Roman Catholic faith, end quote. Now they had to spend $40,000 of union people's money to pay her lawyers off and give her a little bit of coin. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show today. Appreciate that very, very much. Had a lot of fun. I hope you guys learned a lot. I certainly did. 
We'll do this again tomorrow at 9 a.m. You're listening to me, Rank, on the Live with Rank show. Have a great day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.